Welcome to 54 Live, your live golf podcast. I am your host, Digsies, and we have a great show for you today. We have our first big-time guest joining the show, Australian professional golfer Travis Smythe, and uh, we discuss everything uh, that's going on in his career, his full-time status on the Asian Tour, his three events on Live, um, plus much, much more. So let's get to that right away. No need to waste any time. And then once we're finished, with that, we will give you a little preview for the Live Golf event in Boston this week, plus some big news. But here we go. Travis Smythe. All right. We are now joined by professional golfer Travis Smythe. Uh, Travis, I know you're extremely busy this week. Uh, thank you so much for the time. Not a problem at all, mate. Happy to be chatting to you guys and to all your listeners. Great. Now, you told me yesterday you were playing golf during the day today. Uh, how'd you hit them? Just, yeah, it was good. Just got off the course. Played at a wonderful country club just outside of Chicago called Skokie. Um, it was a great day. Had a little scotch game. Not sure if everyone in America knows what that game is, but it's, it's something we play in Chicago quite a lot. Um, it was good. It was a good day. Yeah, I saw you posted a video on Twitter last night. Looks like you're grinding to finish the year strong. That's great definitely always i mean it never stops i'm obsessed so i love it that's awesome that's Day awesome now, um, let's get right to it. I know you're busy. Uh, like I said, uh, sure. you were born in Shell Harbor, New South Wales, Australia, um, but you yes. recently moved to Chicago during the pandemic, I believe. Um, Correct. How do you like the big city and living in the States? Yeah, I, I mean, I love it. For golf, it's it's unbelievable. You know, um, home has a special place in my heart. Like, I grew up in Shell Harbor an hour and a half outside of Sydney, which is our main city near where I grew up. Um, but both, you know, Sydney and where I grew up is on the beach. It's very laid back. Um, the, the golf's nice. The lifestyle is just very good. Um, and now when I come to America, it's pretty chaotic everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But when I'm here, I'm, I'm here for work, um, which means golf. And it's amazing. Like the quality of the golf courses that I get to play on here in Chicago um, it's just unbelievable and it makes it makes my time here like just so much better and the reason I'm here is because my girlfriend lives here so there you go and <laughs> golf golf and her perfect and then I'm sure the uh, you know the amount of golf courses in the surrounding Chicago area you got plenty yeah oh, then, a, uh, I'm, I'm just mind blowing how many good uh, you know private courses even public courses they're just this, the, the natural grass up here the bent grass just just does so well in the summertime and um, it's a treat to play just about anywhere that's great and also if you want to just you know take a four or five hour travel up north you got Aaron Hills you got Whistling Straits right there too oh it's amazing yeah I've, I've um, made some good friends and done golf trips in both like Wisconsin um, and Michigan just kind of all over so it's 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 a really good place I love it awesome now have you taken any interest in any major sports teams over here I tried to get into the Chicago Bears um, a but couple years ago <laughs> but they kept losing and I like, kind of like lost interest a little bit and I'm not like a massive t like sit on the couch watch TV type guy so I just kind of fallen out of it a little bit but I, I think I, I need to get amongst something because I I don't have much to talk about with the with the members other than just golf and kind of my life and a little bit of theirs so I, I, I need to join 
need to join the bandwagon and, and, and really get into it. Yeah, well, unfortunately for, you know, the past few years, there hasn't been too much excitement um, in Chicago sports. You know, years ago, you had yeah. the Blackhawks winning some Stanley Cups. The Cubs yeah. were in a World Series. It's been, you know, a downturn, but hopefully, you know, it'll, it'll get back up there. Now, yeah. you currently have full status on the Asian tour. And earlier this year, yeah. the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund made a sizable investment. I think it ended up being 500, 600 million uh, with a 10-year commitment. Uh, what has been the reception yep. among the Asian tour players? It's amazing because during COVID, we were the only tour basically in the world that wasn't playing. You know, like just all the Asian countries are just so strict with their, um, you know, lockdown procedures. We just couldn't get into any country to play events. So, you know, we're just all hearing rumors that the tour is going to go, you know, it's going to go down. We're not going to even play anymore. This was kind of the, the talk the first sort of six months to a year. And then we started to hear some rumors that the Saudis were getting involved in golf and wanting to invest in, at the time, it was the DP World Tour. Um, but then they came over to the Asian Tour and, you know, like our average purse now is a million dollars or just over and before we were playing a lot of events for less than a million um, with the exception of like 10 or 12 events that were over a million um, so you know we're trying to do our part play professional golf um, we chose to be professionals and make it our living so we therefore need to make money we're not making big money so with the, the money that's coming in from Saudi it's we're all loving it it's yeah. really really good it's, it's brought up the tour a lot um you know and, and obviously with the, the little link with the asian tour and the live tour um now we're going to see some world-class players playing um every now and then yeah and you definitely saw that with the last two international series events you had you know yeah. like patrick reed was over there there was a few other guys over there and you you pretty much my next question was going to be about the pandemic um you've been on the asian tour yeah. for five years now Correct. Uh, but the uh, tour shut down for I've two years. Technically played, uh, yeah, yeah. I've technically played two full seasons, and now I'm kind of going into my third. Um, but during that time, you know, I was in America. I was doing like Monday qualifiers and um, grinding it out over here. So I was somewhat staying busy, probably more busy than some of the um, my other competitors, you know, that live in Asia. Uh, so maybe that's kind of why I got off to a good start when the tour started back up. Yeah. So you. You didn't have to really, you know, work that hard to get back into tournament shape because you were keeping at it. Yeah, yeah, thereabouts. I mean, it's a fiddly game, golf. You never really know when you're going to play good. You can have the most amazing prep leading into a tournament and not play well. And, like, you know, even the week of, you can play really good in the practice rounds and it doesn't mean you're going to play well in the tournament. So this whole idea of, like, tournament prep, tournament ready, I mean, it's, it's true to an extent, but, you know... We're, we're, we're playing golf and you never really know when you're going to hit your best. Yeah, the, the same is for, uh, you know, double-digit handicapper like myself, you know. I can be striping <laughs> them on the range and then I get out there and play horrible. I take, you know, yeah. three months off. I go out there, I have the best round all year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just doesn't make sense, golf. Exactly. Now, you said in past interviews that the first couple of years on the Asian tour was a culture shock. Um, I believe you said you played through food yeah. poisoning once in India. And oh, it, mate, more than once. <laughs> <laughs> it took you some time to get acclimated. You know, how hard was it to adapt to the different culture and playing over there? Yeah, I mean, 
the, I would say that the biggest like factor that I had to get used to was like just the style of golf, the golf courses, more short, tight, a lot of hazards everywhere. I feel very like claustrophobic playing golf in Asia. I feel like you got to not hit driver all the time um, unless you're really, really straight. So me not being the straightest driver of the ball, um, I just wasn't playing that well and was trying to overpower courses. But also, you know, playing in the grainy stuff, never really play well. Oh, sorry, I wasn't used to playing the grainy type grass. So that, that's one thing. And then, I don't know, being in Asia, you're eating different food all the time. It's really, really hot and sweaty. So you kind of, you're losing weight as the weeks go on. Um, so you, you just don't feel, you don't feel that good all the time in Asia. Um, and you got to just push through that stuff and, and just get on with it. So I was very frustrated for the first, I want to say, year. Um, so I didn't f- feel like I even got half of what my, my potential is. Um, but I narrowly kept my card. And then, I don't know, I just play well, like sort of three, four, five weeks of the year, keep my card, play solid, but not really doing anything great. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just very different. Like I played top level amateur golf, um, you know, playing the big events in the US. You're always playing, you know, world class golf courses, big, long, um, hard golf courses. And then you go to like Asia, it's just completely different. So um, unless you're hitting it really straight, you're going to struggle. Yeah. Well, it, it looks like you've got to figure it out now. You know, you're in the middle of the best year of your career. Uh, Definitely. In the beginning of the year, you were 822nd in the official world golf rankings. And after your second place finish at the International Series in London, you moved all the way up to 395. So 427 yeah. spots, not bad. Um, would you say it's been a physical change, mental? What do you feel has been the major difference in your game? Uh, there was a cool moment during um, the pandemic where um, it was funny. I actually went through like I had a bad back, very bad back, and I happened to meet someone that um, a, a, a special guy, a golf coach. His name's Sean Pleppel, and. I just uh, started to learn a little bit from him, changed my equipment a lot just to help my back um, and just went down this path with him, changing my equipment, changing my swing slowly um, and, and by not having the tournaments I was able to make the adjustments that I needed to um, it's obviously still not where it needs to be, what I want it to be um, but I feel like I'm getting better, the swing's changing I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm always kind of getting better as the months go by so it's exciting, you know, and I think maybe if, if the pandemic didn't happen and I was playing tournaments all the time I wouldn't have been so inclined to change coaches change my swing change my equipment as much as I did uh, so it was kind of like a blessing in disguise for me personally yeah that's great but you know like I said you snagged the second place finish in London um, it was June 5th which moved you yep. into the top three of the Asian Tour International Series Order of Merit and with that you get a call from Liv letting you know that you're qualified to play in the first three events the first event starting only four days later uh, what was your reaction yeah. oh mate it was, it was insane like I I bogeyed the last hole to miss out on a playoff 
So I was obviously devastated, but I kind of knew in the back of my mind I was going to get into the next week. Um, the, the, sorry, the live event, you know, the following week. So I was like kind of bittersweet. And then as like the, the, the ceremony, prize ceremony went on, like the Asian tour CEO come up to me and said, Trav, I think you're going to get to play the next two, maybe three live events. And it was almost like I completely forgot that I just lost the tournament on the last hole. It was kind of like, this is amazing. You know, like I've never had, I've never played a tournament before with like guaranteed money and obviously that type of money. Um, and I just started thinking of like all the amazing like sort of opportunities that um, brings and the financial pressures that are going to be taken off my back um, for quite a while. It's just, it was just, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like I, I didn't really get a moment to celebrate that much because I was like, you know, I was teeing it up four days later with like some really good players in the live event. So it was kind of like, it was all just like a blur. It just happened so fast and there was so much going on and like the whole circus of the live tour. And um, But it was it was really enjoyable. Now that I look back, I start to like really appreciate like kind of what I just experienced. Yeah, and especially only 48 guys and the coverage they have on YouTube with no commercials, you know, you, you know, people were able to see you, you know, that they haven't in, you know, the past. Um, but you play better each t- time yeah. out on live. You know, you went from 35th, 32nd, 22nd. Seems like you got more comfortable as the events went on and like you said you made yourself a pretty penny you know and last year 2021 I believe you made around 80,000 was that correct? Uh, could be yeah I'm not exactly sure yeah, yeah maybe a little bit more, maybe a little more because I, I play on the Australian tour as well okay but after playing the yeah. three live events it looks like you made like close to $800,000 a little bit more so must be a huge relief that you know you're set for a little while financially and you could just focus on your game mate 100% like I just played the last two events in um, Singapore and Korea and it was the first time in my life where I've kind of turned up to the tournament and I was like not worried at all about any expense that was related to those weeks and it it feels so nice to just turn up to a tournament and just focus on myself what I've got to do to get better my body my my health my diet my sleep like just all the expenses you know people don't realize how expensive it is for a golfer Um, of course especially going from Chicago to you know Asia you know 10 times yeah I mean it's just like $4,000 a week kind of thing yeah it's just like it's just so expensive um so yeah it's it really sunk in how much money i'd earned when i was comfortable to just not even think about the expenses you know and like you hear all the time the top players in the world say um they're in it to win tournaments and i really do believe that um but it's only because they have the financial freedom that they've you know they've, they've built up to that point where they don't have to worry about money no more and they can really just focus on winning tournaments and um i just think it's, it's just so easy for the guy with money in his bank to say that yeah definitely especially because you don't have to worry about penny pension for your hotels your flight you know where you're going to eat tonight you could just focus on your body focus on yep. getting yourself ready and just go out there and play play golf exactly exactly now, now greg norman fellow countryman um the best australian golfer of all time um yep. did you know him before you played live did he call you personally did you get to speak to him um, no, nah, so I'd, I'd never met him before. Uh, he's always been like an idol. Uh, I never grew up, I, I took up golf a little bit late, so I never really watched him. Um, so I've only kind of seen him on YouTube and stuff. And just, you know, when you talk about like, you know, the great best, like, sorry, the game's uh, greatest players and Greg Norman comes in conversation, it's just like, he's just like a god back home in Australia. And 
was it was so cool getting to meet him and I feel like there was a little bit of that camaraderie um, between the two between us and I don't know it was cool like he was he was a super busy guy during the weeks of the live events so I didn't really get to have a chat to him too much but you know I had a few few good uh, talks with him and um, he's a great guy yeah I met him for like a second at um, Bedminster I was there and he's, he seemed super nice and about what you said with the camaraderie I, I feel like all the golfers on the live tour there's a huge camaraderie just like watching all you guys on the carts getting ready to go to your holes for the shotgun start everybody mm-hmm. looks relaxed everybody's talking each other BSing you can see yep. a big you know camaraderie with the live guys it, it's great to see hundred percent it's like the, the first week in in london i was part of the crushes and um we came second in the teams and the guys in my team like you know i wasn't i wasn't close to if i just met peter uline for the first time just met richard bland for the first time i knew pachara and you know you, we're warming up on the range and you know we're telling each other good luck and we're, like, we're really pulling for for everyone and, and obviously Peter played really well to, to get us into that second place position but you know all the scores count and by the end of it it come down to a putt to go from third place to second place and Peter hold it and then the camaraderie after and the drinks were flowing after the tournament and just how, how cool that moment was for me uh, well for all of us it was it was sweet you know it's like yeah. it's the, the, the team aspect part of it I know there's only three teams getting, getting paid but I'm telling all the guys out there they're trying their hardest to be in the teams just as much as the individual yeah especially if you you know you're down on the leaderboard on Sunday but you know what on Sunday they count three guys scores go out there shoot shoot a a good round and get you know get some points for your team and you know you guys gained what 1.5 million as a team coming in second yeah, I mean, it was like we were going to be tied third and maybe getting like 150 grand each, and then we went to outright second, and it turned into like 375 each. Like double, it's, it's insane. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. Just, I've been loving the just, live tour lately, and and I think big things are going to come in 2023. Uh, people just, I don't think, are ready to wrap their head around how. The, the, the potential of growth that the Live Tour can bring. Uh, like just, just change the whole concept of golf. And I know it's a super old game and it has its um, tradition, but I mean, it's just it's, it's just going to be so exciting to watch. Um, and hopefully I'm a part of it in the future. Definitely. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the whole teams and, and how big it's going to get. And, oh, it's, it's just hard to even explain. And I like just, that they're giving... I would say everyone just has to be ready for it. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're not going to be, but it's just it's, it's going to keep growing. It's going to be ginormous. And, and and I like that they're able to give you guys the opportunity to qualify for this event via the International Series or Order of Merit on the Asian Tour. It's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's insane. Like, yeah, you tell me three years ago that, or at the start of the pandemic, or a, yeah, any time that the Asian Tour is going to have a pathway to something like the Live Tour, it's just insane. It's just, it just doesn't even seem like, you know, like, because Asian Tour, where the, I don't know, fifth, fourth best tour in the world, you know, so we're definitely behind some other tours. And now the Saudis have chosen Asian Tour, they've invested in it, they're going to grow it. It's just, it's, so cool to be a part of it's like it's for me personally like I never really wanted to stay in 
Asia. Like buying the PJ Tour has always been the goal. You know, it's the most money. It's in America. You don't have to travel too far. It's the big show. And now, with the growth of the Asian Tour, really, like all us guys, we really got a decision to make. Do we want to stay on the Asian Tour? Do we just, you know, stay while while it's just growing so much to see where it goes? Or do we, you know, go to Corn Ferry Q school? Or do we go to European Q school? Like, it's actually a, a tough decision now. Because before, like I said, like Asian Tour has always been a bit of a stepping stone tour for most, um, I want to say, like the Western guys yeah. that play on the tour. Some of the Asian Tour, uh, sorry, the Asian um, ethnicity guys, like, they, they want to live in Asia and just play on the Asian Tour. They're happy doing that. But, you know, like, us Western guys don't really want to spend our whole career there. But, I mean the direction that it's heading in it's just it's it's cool to be a part of yeah now now guys have three viable you know chances to get to the you know they could get to the dp world tour via q school pga tour via contouri or yeah. play their way to live from the asian tour yeah i mean at the end of the day like all the players are winning right now all the tours are going to get so good for the players yeah like i wouldn't be surprised if things start to really get better for the dp world tour as well i feel like there's a lot of unhappy members there and, and i think the money's going to start flowing there as well yeah and you just saw they're allowing you know 18 live guys play at the uh, bmw pga next week so you that's know, awesome they yep. wouldn't allow them to do that on the pga tour so they're making changes um now i i know we are short for time i just one more question and I wanted to ask um you're playing the Shinhan Dunghei Open in Japan in September. Then you're the last two yep. international series events in Morocco and Cairo. The beginning. Now there's going to be there's going to be two more. Oh, there's nice. Two more. There's going to be uh, one in Indonesia and Vietnam in early December. Okay, perfect. Now so my, there's four more. Great. So then that's even a better chance for you to move up. Exactly. I, I need the position that I'm in. I need more events so I can, you know, hopefully play well and, and get that top position. Yeah, now my question uh, to you was, what do you need to do to qualify? I'm not, you know, familiar with it for the Australian Open or, or the Australian PGA. Is it local qualifying? Um, there is there is an open qualifying for the Australian Open, as all opens are. There's always a qualifier for it. Uh, but I, I have full status on the Australian Tour. So uh, for me personally, I just I just if I want to play, I just enter. Um, I'm going to okay. play the I'm going to play the Australian PGA, which is a DP World Tour co-sanctioned tournament. Um, but the Aussie Open uh, falls during the week of, uh, I think, one of the international series that is yet to be announced. So gotcha. I'm going to prioritize Asian Tour international series events. Um, just impossible not to. As yeah. much as I love love Australia, the Australian Tour, where it's heading, the Australian Open, it's such a good tournament. It's almost like a fifth major for, for us anyway. Um, but if I play well in these international series events, the, the leading um, order of merit guy will get all of live next year so oh wow I, I, I need to play that so I can get 14 live events next year yeah and then uh, will the second and third still be able to play I don't think so I'm pretty sure uh, it's just the leading it's just the leader of the the order of merit winner for the international series not not the regular order of merit which yeah. includes all the Asian tour events just the international series one um, interesting 
uh, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope there's three <laughs> spots, but I think I think there's just one. And um, and then the end of next year, the th- the, the three extra spots uh, going to be that funky like qualifying tournament where there's going to be like a bunch of Asian to apply whatever PJ Tour players that want to compete in the qualifier. Um, and it's going to be uh, like an elimination type. Like, you know, our Q school, there's like a first stage, second stage, third yeah. Well, this is just going to be like a four-round tournament or a three-round tournament. People are just going to get cut from like day one, day two, day Interesting. Um, and, and then, so it's going to be, it's going to come down to, yeah, the top the top three will get to play the entire live season this following year. So I imagine it's going to be televised and it's going to make, it's going to make for good viewing. Yeah. And then they also just announced that next year you're going to have two of those international series events in Australia. Did they announce that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they said wow. two international series events in Australia for 2023 plus a live event in Sydney in April. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I always say the PGA Tour missed out on a big opportunity because, you know, obviously you know that's where you're from. Australia has some of the most beautiful courses in the world. Like, they they needed to take more advantage of the big December tournaments in Australia, and they should have, you know, done something and, and, you know, gave these guys, you know, know, just egg them on to go down there and play because, you know, look, look, look what happened when the President's Cup was down there. Everyone got to see the course, and everyone fell in love with it. Yeah, President's Cup, World Cup. Um, yeah, the golf courses are amazing. I mean, there's, there's good golf courses all over the world. And there's really passionate fans all over the world as well. So that's another reason why I think so, like it's just going to be hard for Liv to even fail because they're, they're playing all over the world. They've got such a good group of players already now, and they're only four tournaments in. I can't imagine how good it's going to be next year or even the year after that. You know, like this, is, this could potentially be the way of golf for the next 50 years. We don't know. Yep, and look you at know, that. Like, Look at their new signings today. They Cam, yeah. Cameron from Australia, Lahiri from India, Neiman from Chile. Um, yeah. And so, like, they're, they're trying to tap into all the markets. Yeah. And it's, yeah, like I said, it's going to be hard for it to even fail with the amount of money they've got, they've got behind it. You know, they're playing golf all over the world, coming to Australia. You know, I heard they're going to Scotland. They're going to play in, in Ireland and play all these amazing links courses. You know, it's just, it's just going to be so good to watch. Yeah. I, I'm actually looking forward to watching this week. Yeah, it's as much as I want to, like I've never really got to watch much of it. I only seen highlights, but I'm definitely going to take time and watch a good hour or so of, of this, um, this this upcoming event. Yeah, it's going to be good. And what I like about it is everybody starts at the same time, so you could sit down four four and a half hours and see the entire day. Oh, yeah. mate, like you know, we all got sledged the first uh, week in London because of the scores. But let me tell you, that golf course is so hard, and we were all playing at one o'clock in the afternoon, and it's blowing. It's tits off it's so windy and you know there, there's no morning wave to go out and, and, and tear up the course with no wind and we all know Lynx, Lynxy style golf courses are so easy when there's no wind and then when the wind gets up that's the defense right so you know we're all teeing off at, in gale force winds you know a lot of us are over par and everyone's just going oh how bad are these guys who cares about live golf the scores blah 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 it's just like they have no idea they have, they have no, no idea you know, but the following it's, week it's, in, in that's, that's a really cool part the following week in Portland you had DJ from America you had Ortiz from Mexico and Grace from South um, South Africa 
uh, battling down the stretch, three strokes apart from each other, the last nine holes. So, you know what? They could say all they want. Week two in Portland, things got very exciting. Yeah. And even in Bedminster, it was very exciting yep. and entertaining. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's, last. It's uh, special. Yeah. Now, before I let you go, one more question. The question of the day. Um, but before I actually, I need to preface it by this. You, you were in Bedminster, New Jersey, obviously, right outside New York. Um, did you try any of the New York, New Jersey pizza while there? <laughs> I wish I did. I I, I actually didn't they put us up in a hotel that was kind of in the middle of nowhere so we were having dinners at the club and just at the hotel unfortunately okay. you know like we finished golf right at like 6pm 6.30 or something like that and then you know you go and do a little bit of practice after by the time you get back to the hotel it's like it's like 8.30 you know like you don't really want to have a shower get changed and go out and like find something so like most of the guys you know they, 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 they put up good food for us at the hotel we get a chef in there and have our own like little private area um, so it's it's very um, comforting yeah, for us to they just, take care of you you know they, they, they take care of us but yeah I've, I've had I've definitely had some amazing New York pizza before I've, I've gone on some holidays and spent a lot my, my girlfriend does a lot of work in New York so I, we've hit all the pizza places I think I think Joe's pizza is my favorite okay alright so then uh, you try New York pizza I can ask the question so uh, the question of the day sponsored by find a top doc what pizza is better, New York style or Chicago deep dish? New York for sure. Deep dish makes you sick. Right? I, oh. I don't like it. It's just like, I don't know how. I live right near Illuminati's. Famous for their like deep dish pizza, I think, and like ugh, it's just filled with people, and people love it. Yeah, I know it's, like, it's crazy. It's like two slices, and you you feel sick after it. Yeah, definitely I'm, thin, always thin. Always. Yeah, I'm from New York. I'm sure you could tell by my accent, um, but yeah, New York pizza, best way to go. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Me from Australia, though, like I'm like. I could enjoy what you would call a shit pizza. I, still, I, just, I just think pizza's pizza. But like, you know, each to their own. We're all, we're all passionate about our own things. I'm like insanely um, hooked on coffee. So I would not ever like put my lips on like a Starbucks cup of coffee. But... You need a fresh, oh, fresh roast, like a you know. With I, the, I just need like I need to go to like a special boutique cafe that like takes pride in their coffee. They have the expensive machine. They, yeah. they, they source like the, the cool like funky beans. I just like I can't drink that like super dark roast bitter stuff that they serve at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody has their you know their their uh, yep, yeah exactly. But cool. all right, man. Thank you very much again, Travis Smythe. Uh, appreciate you Enjoy coming it. on the podcast i know you were super busy this week and uh good luck rest of the year um you know get those points we hope to see you up on the uh, order of merit and uh after you get a nice win in the fall or winter we'll have you back to talk about it how about that all right 100 thank you so much mate enjoyed it take care man i appreciate it cheers see ya bye that interview was sponsored by Find a Top Doc. Go to findatopdoc.com to find a top doctor in your area. Search by specialty, name, or insurance, and check out patient reviews of doctors in your area. That's findatopdoc.com. Now, great interview with Travis Smythe. Uh, he definitely gave us some insight on what it's like playing over on the Asian tour, what it felt for him 
being able to play Liv. Now, you got those people out there that are talking smack, talking shit about Liv all day long, but look at this. Look at this guy. He's 27 years old. He's been grinding his whole entire career. He missed a full two years because of the pandemic. He plays well this year. He gets into the Liv events. He makes a ton of money, and now he's financially stable You know, for the foreseeable future, and he can just focus on golf, and I guarantee you guys that you will see Travis Smythe finish the year strong because he does not have to worry about his finances. He can just focus on golf. He could focus on his mental game, the physical aspect of the game, getting his body in top-notch shape. And I guarantee you there's, he said, there's the two international series events um, in Morocco and Cairo at the end of the year. He said they added another one. Um, plus he's playing in Japan. I guarantee you that Travis Smythe will get a win by the end of the year. I'm, I'm making that prediction right now. You heard that from Diggs on 54 Live. And on top of that, he is going to be a staple on the top 10, top 20 of the leaderboard for these international series events. And I really do hope that, you know, he gets that first spot on the international series of merit um, because uh, or international series order of merit, because I would love to see Travis back on the live tour next year. So. Great interview by Travis. Thank you a lot. And um, yeah, uh, I have secured another interview for next week or possibly the week after that. So 54 Live, we were at the forefront of Live Golf, the first U.S.-based podcast. We are making big moves. So let's get right to Live Golf Boston. So the big news this week is Live Golf has signed another six players, big names, the biggest name of them all, the second ranked player in the entire world, reigning Open Championship, reigning Players Champion, Cameron Smith from Australia. He said that he... Could it, uh, the one thing that I'm liking about these players right now is they're coming out and they're they're being honest. Okay, he said obviously it's about the money, but also it's going to allow me to be home in Australia more and to set up an event there. Harold Vaughn in the third, he also signed with Live this week, and he said that you know what. You, you can love me or hate me, but at the end of the day, I'm doing this for my kid and I'm doing this to set up Varners in the future for the rest of their life. It's generational wealth that they're going to be getting. And these golfers are, you know, now they're starting to come out and say they're doing it for the money. You know, earlier on in Live, people were talking about growing the game, this, that, the other. You had Pat Perez come out and say it was all about the money and the time off, but the golfers are being real. Harold Vaughn of the third said that, and honestly, I commend him. And I'm not the only one. He's getting high praises all over Twitter and in the golf news world by making that statement. Um, they also signed Anurban Lahiri um, from India. So that makes a huge impact on the Indian golf market. Um, I saw something today that India has the highest subscribers for YouTube, I believe. And obviously, you know, Live Golf is you know, streamed on YouTube. So there's going to be a lot of people in India watching him. Um, you got Yaquin Neiman that's going to take care of the market in Chile. Um, so 
That's another great signing. He's currently in the top 20th of the world. He's 19th right now. Uh, you got Cameron Tringali and Mark Leishman. So those are the big six names. Cameron Smith, Harold Vaughn in the third, Mark Leishman, Cameron Tringali, Anibal Lahiri, and Yaquim Neiman. So those guys will be joining Liv. Um, there have been some guys that um, had to you know, take a step back off of Liv, like Travis might said. Um, there was a few other ones, Henny Dupont play. Um, a few guys that were playing in the first few events, but you know what? They're working out. They're not off live forever. They're, they're working out an agreement where you can play in the Asian tour. You can gain status on live. And like Travis said, there's also going to be some qualifying tournament that could get you on live next week. So very interesting. Um, another big interesting thing that came out next week at the BMW PGA at Wentworth, you got, I believe, 18 live golfers that will be playing. You got Abraham Answer, Kevin Na, Taylor Gooch, Patrick Reed, Lee Westwood, Martin Keimer, Sergio Garcia, Bernd Wiesberger. You also have, let's see here, Sam Horsfield. Pablo Larizabal, Richard Bland, Graham McDowell, and Justin Harding. And there's a few more that, that uh, Brandon Grace, Ian Poulter, Laurie Cantor. So those are the guys that are playing from Live, and Keith Pelly came out and said that the Live golfers they don't have to play in the pro am. They're not going to be featured on the TV coverage, the featured groups, and they cannot wear Live golf apparel, Live golf logos. So honestly, don't threaten me with a good time. I, you know, these golfers don't even enjoy playing on the pro am half the time. Uh, they don't have to worry about the TV coverage. They don't have to worry about people, you know, being around them and not wearing the live golf clothing. Okay, so be it. But this just goes to show you that. The DP World Tour is different than the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour would never allow these guys to be on in the field at a PGA Tour event. The DP World Tour is allowing them play. And honestly, I feel like the DP World Tour really needs to take a step back and, and look at the big picture here. Also, the guys that are playing from the European side will be able to accrue Ryder Cup points by playing the BMW PGA. So maybe that's a hint that Keith Pelly is going to allow live guys to play in the Ryder Cup on the European side. Um, I think the DP World Tour should. I know they have an alliance with the PGA, but the way things are going now with all these guys moving to live, the DP World Tour has lost some star power. The PGA Tour, you still got the big guns. You still got Rory. You still got Scheffler. We saw this weekend on sun Sunday, Rory and Scheffler had a shootout down the stretch for the tour championship that Rory won. You know, Rory might play a few times in Europe. John Rahm said that he's going to play a few times in Europe, but you're missing the big European stalwarts, the Sergio Garcia, 
Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood, Martin Keimer, Grant McDowell, the guys that have been playing there for years and years and years. And even someone like Patrick Reed, who has an honorary membership, lifetime membership with the DP World Tour, he would play there. I think that next year, the DP World Tour should say, if you're on live, you can come play on the DP World Tour if you're qualified. You know, you can't play in the Pro-Am. We're not going to give you TV coverage. You can't wear live clothing, just like they're doing uh, next week at the BMW PGA. But you could come play here and a lot of these guys Brooks DJ um Bryson DeChambeau, they'll go play there because you're going to be able to get world ranking points by playing on the DP World Tour. So honestly, taking a step back and looking at the big picture, you got the PGA Tour, the PGA Tour wants nothing to do with Live, but the Asian Tour has an agreement with Live. Maybe the DP World Tour can work something out with Liv and get out of their PGA agreement because you know what? All the money the PGA just threw to the PGA Tour players, the top 20, is is the DP World Tour seeing any of those? I haven't seen anything. Um, I don't think they're seeing any of that money. So that might be, you know, Keith Pelly might take a step back and have a meeting with Greg Norman. Just hear him out. See what he has to say. I think it will be good for the game of golf because then you truly got a global tour. You got the PGA Tour in America and then you got the DP World Tour which plays all over Europe. You got the Asian Tour which plays all over Asia. You got the Live Tour. Live just announced that they are having two international series events for the Asian Tour in Australia next year and they're going to be playing a Live Invitational Series event in Sydney, Australia in April. So Live is hitting all the major continents, all the big places to grow the game. And you saw it with their signings. They, they're signing people to, to make it a world tour. Like I said, Lahiri in India, Neiman Chile, you got people from Spain, you got people from Mexico, you got people from the States. The, the, the one thing they are missing is that big Asian presence, and Hideki Matsuyama would have been that for them, and it has been rumored that they offered three to $400 million for Matsuyama to sign on to live. Um, and he turned that down because he is looking at his legacy more than money. Now, granted, maybe he's just going to play the president's tour. Maybe he's going to weigh it over the next four months. Who's to say that he doesn't sign on in January, before the new season kicks off, I believe Mito Pereira, uh, he's the guy that was supposed to sign on, um, but he is he wanted to play in the President's Cup and weigh his options, so he might sign on in January. So I don't think, I think Liv has 90 to 95% of their roster figured out for 2023, but I wouldn't be surprised if one or two other big names sign on with Lib, and I wouldn't be surprised if they push to get somebody from Asia, big name in Asia over there, Sanjay M, Tom Kim, Hideki Matsuyama, you know, we shall see. Now, in regards to this week in Boston, the teams, um, the teams haven't been announced yet, um, and honestly, do you really want me to sit here and read off you know, four players for all 12 teams? But looking at the field, okay, according to the official World Golf Rankings, they have 12 of the top 50 golfers in the world. You got Smith at two, Neiman 19, 
DJ 22, Answer 24, Brooks 26, Usheisen 31, Casey 33, Na 34, Bryson 37, Gooch 45, Varner 46, and Patrick Reed at 50. So all the naysayers, all the haters, they can say what they want about live. Who cares? You know, like, I don't, I don't want to watch it. It's not a good tour. Everybody's past their prime. You know what? They can shut it right now because they got 12 of the top 50 golfers in the world in the field, and you got the second-ranked golfer in the world in the field with Cameron Smith. Not to mention that they have 12 of the last 24 major champions that have that are signed with Live now. So 12 of the last 24 major champions are a part of Live, and Live has completely elevated their roster they elevated the world game and come 2023 it's going to be very exciting to see where they're going to take it and the pga tour made that counter punch and we'll see what will happen pga versus live in 2023 now one last thing i want to get to before we wrap up this week um in regards to what the pga tour is doing um for the top 20 players in the in the PG, on the PGA tour um, the lower guys have made a statement well James Hahn has made a statement and he said that he voted against the new changes to the PGA tour schedule um, and his quote was Certain changes were made to combat the live tour not necessarily make our tour any better um, he said how much is enough for the top top players what happens to the non-star players on tour and the non-elevated events i understand the reasoning that money is used to keep top players and without them we have no tour my question to them is when is enough enough we've gone from 50 million to 100 million paid out in the pip when 100 million isn't enough will they ask for 200 million how will that impact our business uh, the secret meeting with tiger and rory set a precedent that the top 20 players can get whatever they want from the tour so what's stopping the other 90% of a tour from getting together and doing the same exact thing as Rory and Tiger and saying that the top 20 players can go play their own tournaments but the rest of the tour us 90% all stand together and we want more benefits I feel like a portion of the 100 million could have gone to make it on tour great rather than just going to the top 20 these are the little things that irritate the rest of the membership to the point there is a lot of animosity between the haves and haves not. So James Hahn, he is a member of the policy board um, that will come to an end in early 2023. So maybe he won't be asked back. We shall see. But that does it for this week. Make sure to tune in this weekend. Live Golf Boston, September 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. You can check out all the action on YouTube, Facebook Live, whatever have you make sure to follow us on twitter at 54 live pod also on tiktok at 54 live pod if you follow us on apple spotify please rate review uh leave a line or two tell us what you like dislike what have you and we will be back next week to recap live golf boston maybe we'll have that guest next week if not the following week um, but that does it big thanks again to travis Smythe for coming on the show and we will see you all next week. It's Tigsy signing off for 54 Live Podcast. Later.